Welcome to Day 295 of Shaped by the Word, Season 2, The Drama of Scripture. I'm Paul Kemp here with Cindy Kemp, David Keefe, Matt Kresge, Mm -hmm. as we continue our journey not only through the merit of passages of Scripture as we unfold uh, the story from uh, creation to new creation, but uh, uh, as we uh, continue through the Gospel of Matthew and, of course, the story of Jesus, which is the high point of the narrative. Uh, everything has been building to Jesus, and of course, everything that uh, we'll read in the rest of the New Testament flows out of the work uh, and the character and the heart of of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew's gospel and all the gospel writers, or at least you know Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, make much of the you know final week of Jesus' life and the build up and the journey to Jerusalem. And so finally, we come to Matthew twenty one when Jesus comes into Jerusalem. Uh, as a king, and of course the symbols are deeply rich. You'll grab a lot of uh, the prophetic, you know, prophetic images that uh, we read when we read through, uh, you know, the prophecy section of the Old Testament. So we are in Matthew 21. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the fact that your word is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. It penetrates and divides, even to joints and marrow, discerning thoughts. And uh, Father, we pray that you would use your word to work in our lives to show us what we need to see of you, to show us what we need to see of ourselves, and to cause us to respond to you in a way uh, that brings glory to you, joy to us, and transforms us in the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. We thank you for uh, community. We thank you for the ability to read together and encourage each other through your word. And uh, we pray that you would be present with us as we do. Amen. Matthew 21. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there and her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say the Lord needs them, and he'll send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. Very large crowds spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him, and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heavens. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus entered the temple court and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you're making a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. When the chief priest and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you not read from the lips of children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth your praise? And he left them and went out of the city to Bethany, where he spent the night. Early in the morning, as Jesus was on his way back to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a fig tree by the road, he went up to it, but found nothing on it except leaves. Then he said to it, May you never bear fruit again. Immediately the tree withered. When the disciples saw this, they were amazed. How does fig tree wither so quickly, they asked. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but you can also say to this mountain, Go throw yourself into the sea, and it will be done. If you believe, 
you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priest and the elders of the people came to him. But what authority are you doing these things, they asked. And who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I'll also ask you a question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we're afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we do not know. Then he said, neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first they answered. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. So not only is the uh, uh, the plot thickening, but the tensions mounting uh, between Jesus and the and the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They'll continue to try to test him, and of course he'll t- continue to prove his wisdom, you know, as he does it. And of course there's a parable here at the end, uh, talking about those who were initially unwilling to do the things of God, but in the end did, and those who uh, outwardly said we were willing, but never did, uh, you know, do the things of God as is, of course, a rich portrait, not only of the Pharisees, scribes, and the teachers' law, but sometimes, sometimes us, yeah. and sometimes those around us. And of course, that's the, the sad note. <coughs> Prostitutes and tax collectors are entering the kingdom uh, ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just reading a, a little Tim Keller again last night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, he makes this very you know, poignant observation about the church. He said, uh, we tend to attract the people that Jesus repelled, and we tend to repel the people that Jesus attracted. Mm-hmm. And, and you can kind of see that dynamic. Uh, the most religious people rejected Jesus out and out, mm-hmm. uh, but those who were as far from God as they could possibly be saw in Jesus uh, a hope that they found nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what kind of a telling... <clears throat> kind of thing to consider in your own life you know are you able to repent and believe you know those just being those really key aspects to the christian life obviously there is that one moment in your life when yet you do repent and believe for the first time but there is that ongoing repentance and belief Mm -hmm. in the christian life and that's obviously something that the pharisees and and the scribes were were not able to to do and yet we do see Mm -hmm. as jesus says yeah the, the prostitutes and those entering the kingdom the tax collectors those were those that were able to repent, see see their sins, see their distance from between them and God, and, and go to Jesus. Yeah. And so that's a, just a huge marker to consider for your own life. Are you able to repent and believe? And of course, you know one of the um, uh, one of the uh, most visible fruits of that initial act of repentance and belief is continued uh, repentance and belief that we. Uh, uh, not only start with Jesus in faith, but we continue with Jesus in faith. Uh, Paul will later you know, tell the you know, Colossians in the same way you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, so continue in Him, mm-hmm. and uh, that is you know, also you know, a big, a big part of, big part of that. Well, what a response we see to Jesus here! You know, as He comes um, into Jerusalem, mm-hmm. I mean, He comes in a way we don't expect Him to come. But I even love 
just him displaying his power that, you know, just say the Lord needs it and you'll have it. And it, it fulfills, you know, mm-hmm. all that the prophet spoke in Jesus. I mean, Jesus is <laughs> the, the all powerful one. Um, but the response between, you know, you have kids in the streets, you know, saying Hosanna and, and the chief priests, you know, are looking at him and just indignant, you know, the religious leaders are, are upset. You know, how dare you say that this man, you know, is mm-hmm. anything more than just a crazy man. And yet, you know, Jesus mm-hmm. saying, have you not read? You know, the, the children get it, you know, and just, just watching the, the responses where, you know, the, the religious people should have, I mean, he says this, you, you should have seen this and yet you've missed it. And yet exactly what to that Tim Keller quote, you know, it's the people mm-hmm. we don't expect to get it that, that are attracted no, it's, to it. No, it is the upside down kingdom in so many, you know, mm-hmm. so many ways, uh, not only in the values, you know, that promotes, but the people that it attracts in so many ways. And of course you have so many really Oh, brilliant prophetic images in here, uh, you know, from the image of, uh, you know, the, uh, the Messiah or the king or the coming, you know, Davidic king, uh, coming in in a very humble way, riding on a colt, uh, and of course as a betrayer, uh, betrayal of his gentleness. Uh, and uh, we got that, in, you know, in Matthew 11, come to me, all oh, you're weary and heavy laden, and I'll, I'll give you rest. And then you also have... Uh, you know the uh, uh, the Davidic hymns, the coronation hymns that are shouted by the crowd. Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming one, the Son of David. And not only that, whenever the uh, Pharisees, uh, you know, kind of said, "Do you hear what these kids are saying?" Saying, "Yes, I, I do hear." And uh, do you remember, you know, what the psalmist said? Uh, the Lord said, "From the lips of infants, He will ordain praise for who." for himself and, and of course uh, jesus is identifying with the praise that is offered yeah. to yahweh himself mm-hmm. uh, which is you know very strong and then of course he takes he takes possession of the temple yeah <laughs> oh my word and that's what they're asking where in the world did you get this authority mm-hmm. and they didn't you notice what they didn't do they didn't say hey quit that you don't have the authority they said where did you get the authority because it is obvious to everyone mm-hmm. that jesus does have authority mm-hmm. and he's exercising authority over the temple. And I can't <clears throat> help but see just kind of um, an interesting thing taking place when he does enter the temple. You know, in a week's time, he is going to become the, the ultimate offering. And then to walk in that temple and see the money exchange for the doves that are being offered. I mean, I, oh, I don't know if there's just a feeling of anger over that or just a brokenness or just a sadness, but he responds. And um, oh, I just... Feel like that would be so moving for, for well, Jesus to experience. Of that. course, that's you know what the prophets had warned. Uh, your uh, your devotion to me is purely transactional. Yeah, uh, you, you know, move in and out, and you you know, do your duty. And you think because you've gone through all of the motions that uh, you have my favor, but this is not what I ask of you. And of course, Isaiah you know captures it beauty. What what is all this trampling of my courts? Mm-hmm. And then you know Jesus comes back and he says, you know th- this is to be a house of prayer where people encounter the living God, not where people just kind of move in and move out, right? And, and simply yeah. you know go through the motions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, there's no doubt that uh, the one uh, the one who would bring people to God, yeah, uh, would be deeply angered by the transactional nature. You know, in which worship had taken place, mm-hmm. and then again, Isaiah, well, Isaiah fifty six, a house of prayer for the nations. You know, yeah. so there is this deep, beautiful, all, you know, this mm-hmm. man. We are not just for ourselves. We're 
we're praying for the nations we're praying for those outside and and yet it's become so far from that mm-hmm. yeah. and of course tradition you know held that uh, where this buying and selling was taking place was in the court of the gentiles mm-hmm. which meant that you know, first of all, they didn't. They didn't have the nations did not have a place yeah. to come. But second of all, they weren't coming. Uh, they were not attracted to uh, the God of Israel uh, by the grace that was evident in the life of Israel. They were not uh, the uh, the open arms of Yahweh on display mm-hmm. in that. And of course, you have in that the you know the, the the cursing of the fig tree is is also parabolic in that it represents a nation that never bore fruit. Mm-hmm. Had a lot of leaves that looked like a great tree, but it never mm-hmm. really bore fruit, and, and therefore cursed. And then, of course, you have that other thing we ought to talk about just a little bit. Uh, Jesus said you could do this too if you just had faith, <laughs> and and we, we we kind of write that off. And there's a lot of reasons to write it off. Jesus is not giving us faith so we can go around and curse victories or move mountains. Mm-hmm. And he is giving us faith so we can uh, more deeply know him, follow him, and be transformed into the image of Christ. But but we ought to hear this truth. Uh, we probably, and let's not even say probably, we we do not believe him as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and of course, uh, you know, Cindy talked about this last week. We should pray the prayer, prayer of the Father, Lord, I believe. Mm-hmm. Help, help my unbelief. Help, help me to believe the gospel. Not to move mountains and not to, you know, curse trees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but help me to believe the gospel and be transformed in the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. Cindy, you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No, I don't mind. Father, thank you for um, these passages today. Um, They've really captured my heart, Father, and have even deeply convicted me. Um, How many times do I go through the motion, Father? How many times do I say something but don't follow through or don't have a heart behind that? And, And Father, yet thank you that Christ would come and give his life as the ultimate sacrifice that we might believe in him and that we would have everlasting life. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.